0: Hijaz. Halal home loans and investments with Hijaz. Australia versus Pakistan on SEN Test Cricket. Oh. Cummins gets the crease and bowls to complete the oh. over. Back to it. Caught Bowl. Wow. Brilliant from the captain. Cummins in his follow through. He's made an art form of that. Cummins bowls. Baba bowl. Cummins got right through him. The prize scalp is taken in spectacular style. Pat Cummins has imposed himself on Pakistan.
1: Well, when you need to change the game, you, you look to your best players and,
0: well, that's the perfect ball, isn't it? It is not it in The top of off stump. Yeah, it's a dream ball. That's what you try and bowl with most balls, uh, but it's rare that it comes off. Over the wicket. Oh, Bowls to Salman, who's chasing it. He's edging it, and it's into the gloves of Kerry. Cummins has got three. He has shaped things to his skill. And his Will.
1: He's just cracked this test match wide open here this afternoon at the MCG.
0: It is truly said Pat Cummins is his own best weapon. Again, the captain proves himself the team's decisive strike bowler to break the Boxing Day test open and put Australia in a commanding position. Bowls, carry, drives, he's edged it and Rizwan's taken a very fine catch leaping away to his right. Arms up, bowling to Marsh, who tries to drive expansively, out to point. Great field position, he's gone. They're catching the bouncer. Line goes after it, down to fine leg, courts. Great catch again. Flying around the wicket, Masood advances, goes the aerial route, down the ground, and into the stands for six. Shafik is on 47, he flashes beautifully at a ball through points, and it'll bring up the 50 in style. Forward and caught at second slip. He's on the move. He sliced the ball up into the air and Masood will be out. Hazelwood bowls. And... Oh, he's knocked him over. Damn six down overnight. Still a fair way behind. Puts us in a good position, I think.
1: I think the wicket's going to get better and better. So obviously, yeah, it sets up nicely for the morning. We've got to start well. But yeah, really
0: happy with that last session. Pakistan had its best day of the series thus far, rectifying its foibles in the field and taking the attack to Australia with the bats but a final session collapse leaves the tourist's tail exposed. Josh Hazelwood joins us before play.
2: What was clear is that it's a non-partisan, apolitical, non-religious, that he's a real passionate believer in in human rights, and he'll he'll continue to advocate uh, over his own channels, and we fully support that.
0: And the debate for the modern-day player stretches far beyond the field of play. Chief Executive of the Cricketers Association, Todd Greenberg, joins us. This is SEN Test Cricket.
1: Live across Australia
0: and around the world, welcome to SEN Test Cricket. Australia's lead is 124. Pakistan has four wickets in hand. It does set up nicely for day three, but we have had a morning of drizzle in Melbourne and it's a bleaker scene than was forecast. The full covers are on and there's no ground staff in attendance although perhaps the worst has passed. We're a hour away, theoretically, from the first ball of the day. We'll all cross our fingers that if it's not 10 o'clock, it won't be too soon thereafter. SEM Test Cricket for Host Plus and Henley Holmes at Build with Confidence. Jared Waitley with you. It's a morning for hardcore bowlology. Hello to you, Damian Fleming.
2: Yeah, give me the ball. <laughs> I'm ready to go. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I'm not that worried. The radar doesn't look too bad, is it? It's just a little drizzle. So it's going to be overcast the whole day and it's not freezing cold. So once again, I I think the Kookaburra ball is going to swing and seam all day. So if Australia, you know, get a a lead of around 100, you know, it never bodes well for the team when they're minus 100 batting in the second innings. Um, Reflecting yesterday, well, first off, the big one was the Pakistan caught everything. That's probably the biggest shock, even a bigger shock than the ball that Cummins bowled um, Barbara's arm out, wasn't it? So I don't know what they did in the warm-up yesterday, but keep doing it, Pakistan. Um, Because then then the bowlers, you could see that they they got it fuller and thought, well, if I get an edge, it's most likely going to get caught here. Um, But Captain Pat again. So we've never had this. We've never had a full-time Australian captain who can. And, and he's done it numerous times um, in his stint as captain. We need a breakthrough here. All right, I'm going to grab the ball, and, and, I'm, and I'm just going to get us back into the game. And then I think it's been a sign, even as an 18-year-old, that six for in South Africa, um, knocking over Smith, working callous over, unbelievable, and getting him out. Uh, he is one of those players like Dennis Silly and Shane Warne, where they go, oh, and Glenn McGrath. I, I want to get the best player of the opposition out. Yep. You know, I'm I'm going to send a statement for my team. It used to be Virat Kohli a lot. Um, it's Joe Root a lot. And now it's Babra's arm. Yep. It, it,
0: for generations, Australia's batters just ran a regime of leadership Discriminating against fast bowlers. They balls. were. And all it's done is deny us this joy throughout. Simon Caddett, you're a part of this regime. Hello to you, Simon. He was. <laughs> I wasn't
1: part of the hierarchy, Gerard. <laughs> I was but just you, playing my role.
2: You meekly supported batting captains. You. How? Well, I had nothing
1: to do with the decision.
2: Well, I don't remember any statement that, you know, um, Glenn McGrath should be captain, Dougie Bollinger should be captain. You, you never. I, Helped. I never said anything about Shane Warne.
1: <laughs> Played
2: <laughs> under him at Hampshire. I'm talking about fast bowlers. Oh,
1: okay. But what, spinners don't include No, nah. oh, no. On, mate. They lose patience. What a what joy is, you get is bored. Pat Cummins, yeah. as the national
0: leader. Oh, he's,
1: he's an absolute legend because I think, as Flemo rightly said, and we've seen it over a number of years now, I was fortunate to see it firsthand last year in Pakistan when I went there for the first time and saw Australia play there for the first time in 20-odd years. Um... You know, he just gets the ball to leave the wicket quicker than most guys do, and whether that's um, you know just with his skill, with his seam position, but I just think on no matter what surface it is, he makes it talk and do something special. And um, yesterday was another example of that. And the other part of it too is his athleticism. I mean, most quicks wouldn't be able to take that return catch off Abdullah Shafiq yesterday because oh, he's got wow. 0.62 of a second, which is quick. And Shafiq got a decent piece of it. Uh, It's down relatively low, and he's been able to wrap his mid around it and then acrobatically get to the ground without spilling it. And and you see a lot of those go down. So even that in itself, to take that second wicket, then got Nathan Lyon in the game to get Masood out. So just little things like that that he does. Uh, I thought he rotated his bowlers nicely yesterday. Uh, The only thing you can say Pat Cummins got uh, wrong yesterday was the overrate.
0: Yeah, which we'll get to as we go. The, the ball to dismiss Baba Azum. So the science in behind it, the mystery in behind it. It was so interesting to hear Pat talk last night. Is um, It's not swing for him. It's seam. Yep. And he does set up for... It, this could go either way. And if yep. I don't know, he doesn't know either. No, he
2: definitely works on the, on that theory. Um, and when you think of classic ball, you know, Terry Alderman, out swinger and warney and flipper, um batsman characteristics ponting hook uh simon cadditch just nudging it behind square um <laughs> cummins it's the nip isn't it the nip backer um and he might not know which way it's going there, there was one classic one he knocked over coley at adelaide when they made 36 and and he got it to to go the other way and and it, he said he was walking back, and I text him later that night going, are you serious? Did you seriously do this? He looked at the replay because they were all nipping in, and he just went, oh, what happens if I angle the scene to second slip? So that's all he did, same line, same line, angle set, and then it, instead of going in, it just nipped away and hit the top off. And I'm going, mate, you're insane yeah. to be able to do that. Because yeah. um, Babra Zam, I know he hasn't had a big 2023. He He's a gun player, and he would have been up for – you know, scoring a hundred here at the MCG. Um, and and in some ways I think him and Hazelwood, they deserve a bag. They've they've bowled so well in these two test matches, a lot of play and misses, but they don't they don't get disgruntled, do they? They just keep backing themselves to bowl the best ball, every ball. Um, but yeah, I mean, Cummins is the special one and as you as you sort of said, um, Caddo. I'm surprised because he's not you know he's in it's saying it's in the, the 130, 130 kilometers an hour, but the batsmen are always surprised, aren't they, they some, you know, Oh, that come on a lot quicker. So there's something in his action. I did something on channel 7 a few years ago um, with about Boomrah. Who releases the ball 30 centimetres in front of the the popping crease? Uh, but Cummins is, was 19 centimetres, so that's 19. The, the pitch is 19 centimetres shorter than and the, sorry, the average was about five or six centimetres. Yep. So when you talk about heavy ball and rushing, I, I think that's it. That with a bit of hyperextension, a little bit of delayed uh, and lag. Um, but if you're releasing the ball in you know, that far in front of the the popping crease, will well you are going to be a little bit quicker because you're releasing the ball from a different point than most fast bowlers well and the other thing too that ties into
1: the batting mindset is that because he gets that ball to hit the seam regularly and nip both ways what then happens is batsmen know that before they go out to bat like Barbara's arm and they're a little bit more tentative with their footwork so then it's that double whammy against him you've actually got to go the other way and be really decisive and just go right overcommit, and and be prepared to maybe nick one that you shouldn't play at because you're actually going to get yourself in better positions against him than being hesitant like a lot of guys are on based on his reputation and his skill
2: and he might be just about the most accurate fast bowler of all time Yeah, you know, i'd assume without knowing the pitch maps you know McGraw equal accuracy but i think McGraw is a bit shorter uh ambrose a bit shorter so the only one i can think is maybe richard hadley you know, Hadley and Cummins are the most accurate fast bowlers of all time, and it's that fraction fuller, that ugly length that you're always um, caught between. You know, playing back, but you want to go forward. Um, you know, maybe on occasions, McGrath and Ambrose, they could your batsman could play back, but but I think you feel like you've got to come forward because you don't want to get that nip back through through the gate. Um, so amazing accuracy, unrelenting hostility. Um, thank God he's on our side. Yes. Well, we talked yesterday about the fact that there was 10 court
1: dismissals in Australia's innings, and we talked about the fact that Pakistan probably hadn't bowled a full enough length in those conditions. Pat Cummins, the ball that got Baba Razam yesterday was the 4.5 metre mark, which was the fullest of the balls, top of the stumps, and then Hazelwood was, I think, around just just over 5 metres, and that hit the top of the stumps of Shaquille. So just highlights that length that they're able to hit which is yeah, fractionally full. fuller than, full.
2: than the rest of the bowlers in this test Yeah, I'd match. say around six metres, we'd think that, oh, that's pretty full. Mm. But, you know, on a pitch like this, you've got to be a little bit fuller. So to be able to adjust that, people think that's easy, but you sort of have a natural stock ball. Um, so whether you're looking at something or, or it's a feel thing, how, how you get it up there. Um, and, and Hazelwood's not far off, is he? Mm. You know, he, his stock ball for a big tall man um, is nice and full. And, and he does have an outswinger. You know, Pat has a big in-swinger, um, but he certainly doesn't shape the ball away. Um, but every bowler's got different skills in their their armory. Um, they're just absolute guns.
0: So modern bowlology, is it... Is it a modern phenomenon, the wobble seam, the scrambled seam, the experimentation with the seam, or is it just spoken about more than in previous generations?
2: I think it is at the modern era, the covered wickets. You know, reading old cricket books and there was English seamers who um, deliberately knew which way they were seaming, uncovered wickets, so they were always moving. And I'm going, they, you know, I know myself, sometimes you're bowling out, you hit the seam and go in, they go, oh, great, um, in-seamer and Fleming I I had no idea right you know there was no control of that Um, so on covered wickets I I felt like um, it was more cutters you know Dennis bowled a a fast leg cutter because the problem with bowling cutters is you're going to lose pace to to some degree they're like fast spinners so um, generally besides Dennis and and a couple of others generally the cutters are working in subcontinent conditions you know the old Adelaide uh, certainly in Sydney but it, but it's a lesser pace. But the one thing I love about wobbled seam, it's the same pace, and, and and it's moving. So I think most guys, you know, talking at the back, Glenn McGrath, Stuart Clark, um, Mervyn Hughes, not so much. So he because he bowled eighty percent bounces. But the rest <laughs> of us who tried to hit the stumps, we're all going, why didn't we bowl the wobbled seam? Yeah, and so so good on him. So as much as Safare's now Nawaz and Imran, you know, because of the conditions in Pakistan and generally the quicks were there to um, just mess up the ball for the spinners that they they come up with reverse swing to actually bowl um, to get more overs um, what would seem is you know keeping the the quicks even giving them more skills um, and maybe it's a bit of t20 as well how do we fight back batsmen are hitting 360 they bring it you know often bring that into test match cricket so what t20 skills can come into to test match cricket
0: it's a terrific evolution in the game that we're seeing at the moment. Damien Fleming and Simon Cadditch, part of our expert team for in-place living, creating homes for people to create memories. The ground staff are setting about uh, preparing things for the start of play. So the covers have been removed for the run-ups and now the main covers will be lifted as well. Uh, it's not nearly as bleak as it was half an hour ago. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll start to get a guide towards when play might begin. At the state of the game, so you like Australia's position, 124 lead, this tail is long for Pakistan. The one rider to that is Mohammed Rizwan, who's 29, and a bit like Rishabh Pant, 90 sprightly minutes of Rizwan could really change the equation, Simon.
1: It could. Uh, I think uh, we saw Jamal come out last night, and and he held his own too, so if he's capable enough to hang around with him and, and win that first 20 minutes to half an hour, then Pakistan will be buoyed by that, and... You know, I mentioned it yesterday, they'd be aiming if they can string four 20-run partnerships together with Rizwan and he does the bulk of the scoring in those and the others chip in with 5-10 you know, each, then they might be able to shave another 60-80 runs off this total or the, the the lead. So I think if they can get it down to around 50, they've done well, which is another 74 yeah. runs. That's a big effort, but Australia would expect they'd come back today and clean them up and have a lead of around sort of
2: 90-100. to 100. It's massive, isn't it? Yeah, you know, the stats... Don't help teams that are 100-plus behind. Yeah, they'll fall away quickly. With only 50 runs, there's a bit of incentive. I really like the way that Shafiq played yesterday. I know you're a big rap for him. He did look the best player. And one shot that I'd like the other Pakistan players to think about playing in Australia is just the back foot punch. Because you're playing it with a vertical bat. You can drop your hands. Um, you, you can actually generate a bit more power. They're too much collapsing, too much falling around um, while they're trying to play the shots or or cutting too close to your body. Just play that that back foot punch. Shafiq did it beautifully. Um, If he can get set, I I think he'll get a big score before the series is over. And there's enough batting around, but probably need Babra's arm to get going. But there's enough batting around to, to, to build reasonable totals in Australia. Yeah, even with Sean Massoud's dismissal yesterday, I mean, I think
1: the way he went about it was great. He wants to play that aggressively, and that's fine. I'd be encouraging him to say, if you're going to take line on, take him over deep mid off. He's out there for a reason. Line puts him out there to stop him hitting it there. So he wants him to go across the He's line, which is power. exactly what he forced him to do, and then that led to his downfall. If I was in that Pakistan camp, so, mate, take on deep mid off, and if you're hole out there, I'm fine with that, because at least you're playing the percentages. And he probably would have, if he tried to hit it over mid-off, he probably would end up hitting it over cover anyway and been safe. So he looked good as well. Uh, and that's the thing. They've got some class players in their top four. They just need one of them to be able to go on and get 100-plus.
0: So the fractious nature nature of Pakistan cricket plays a role. Dishan Masood has not really anchored down his place in the team, so he's a vulnerable number three. He's talking about that he wants Pakistan to play in a baseball way. There's no evidence that anyone's going with him. He's doing it, so he goes for line three times. It's a four or six, and then he gets out. I wonder what that looks like internally. Do they view it well? You threw it away, or, and we're not doing that. Or so he's in. Uh, it's an unenviable position to be in. I suspect when you're the vulnerable batter in the lineup, and you're the captain, and you're trying to run this mantra that nobody's really doing except you and it cost you, you got to 50, but it cost you your wicket.
1: Yeah, unenviable is definitely the right word for that because he is the most vulnerable in that batting lineup. really, when you look at it. I mean, we saw Rizwan come back in the test team, and he looks like he's, he's a proper test batsman at six, um, and yet he's playing the dual role. And then Shaquille's had a great start to his, his test. Um, that was his first single-digit score. In his Test career so far, Shaquille. So, but he's he's looked like he's been exposed a little bit on our wickets. But the top four, as I mentioned before, it's it's a class top four. They can all play, um, but Shan Masood's got the biggest dilemma because his Test numbers aren't brilliant, averaging under thirty, and he's trying to play a. a well, play an aggressive style of cricket, which isn't easy to do against this Australian attack in these conditions. I think he'll be able to do it in Pakistan. I've got no doubt yeah, he can do it there. He'll, he'll be able to destroy some teams in those conditions because he looks a good player and he's got a sound technique. Um, and when we, when we saw him get going yesterday, I mean, a couple of those shots off Nathan Lyon were beautiful, straight back over his head. And that's what I mean. Mid-off, it's, they've suckered him into hitting an, an area that they want him to hit and it's brought about his downfall. So it's great tactics from Australia – all because you've just dropped one field about. I'm saying, well, take it on. And if you hold out there, so be it. But at least you're playing the percentages.
2: Yeah, for me, I don't think he's a number three with the, with that technique. I, I like the attitude. You see Travis Head batting at five. I, I like to see Masood there. I, I'll tell you what, Rizwan's a very good player. Um, I, I, I was wondering whether they'd play Rizwan and in the in the same team in that first test. If that was to happen, I, I reckon Rizwan could bat three. He's just got a good technique. He's a fighter. He's scored runs in all three formats.
1: Well, I know it's a totally different format, the white ball, but he does open for Mm. Pakistan. So he's used to facing a new ball. I know it's a different game, but you get used to facing pace bowlers early on with the new ball. You can adapt to, to test cricket.
0: Our pre-match is for Spitwater Tools Not Toys, working hard since 1982. Josh Hazelwood is going to join us from inside the Australian camp shortly to ponder the bowling side of things. Uh, The ground and weather conditions for Rainbird leader in irrigation for more than 90 years. So it is going to be overcast all day. Uh, The drizzle that we had really wasn't forecast, but it uh, it stopped the skies are higher and brighter than the, the clouds that were in a little bit earlier on. And we're about to see the pitch for the first time in, in the next sort of five minutes as the ground staff lifts the covers. And I think that's the unknowable. We we don't know what this pitch will do days three and four, given that it is significantly different in grass cover and colour to what we've had for the past three or four test matches.
2: Yeah, and there was times when just it was blue skies and, and sun yesterday. The ball didn't seem to be doing as much and it come on pretty well Um but this is the beauty of, of cricket, you know, different conditions overhead. Um, you know, coolness around the pitch you know, it does generally lend itself to a bit more movement in the air and off, off the seam. Um, and, and there seemed like there was still enough green patches on this pitch that, that will keep the ball new. Um, even yesterday, the Aussie ball looked reasonably new. Um, so I, I think it's going to be tough work batting, Um you got to watch your driving. No one seemed comfortable driving um, throughout this Test match, and and if the even the Pakistan bowlers have learned a bit to bowl fuller, it, you know it's not going to be easy for for Australia either. None of them, you know, the top four really battled hard. The experienced players, you know, a, a younger team might have got knocked over by Pakistan day one. Um, you know, probably Warner's the one that if he gets going, um, that 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 could accelerate the Test match. But you know, Uzman. Marnus and Smithy for what you know we've been talking about them for two tests now it's just they're just not in form they're just not in rhythm that's the basics um, of it why um, it can change in one shot you can play one shot and go wow that feels good everything's right now but you know they're battling guys averaging over fifty in Test match cricket.
0: Right. We'll see if someone can get down and sneak a look at this pitch when they remove the covers, uh, and we'll talk to you at ten o'clock. Cat, if you if you do get down there. Our pre-match is for Spitwater tools, not toys. Hard working since 1982. Uh, Josh Hazelwood to join Colo and Barat in a moment's time. Then Todd Greenberg will be with us in the box ahead of day three at the MCG. So the the covers are being removed. The Australians are out and starting to warm up, so it's not a forlorn hope that the first ball will be sent down at 10 o'clock. We'll see. This is SEN Test Cricket for Hijaz Halal Financial Solutions. Pakistan will be six for 194, trailing by 124 when play does begin.